the Icons of Real Estate Podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from eXp's top producing icon agents? If you are an ambitious eXp agent ready to skyrocket your business, this podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your eXp business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months, Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys. Welcome to the EXP Realty mini-series podcast brought to you by the Real Estate Masters Summit. With us today, we have Mary Murphy. She owns and runs one of the top teams in the South Jersey area, the Murphy Group at EXP Realty. A specialized team approach makes her clients are always being guided by a true professional. This is why she's thriving in her area expert customer service, and a cater to the needs of buyers and sellers. Today, we received Mary to tell us a bit more of her secrets to success. Welcome to the show, Mary. Great. Thanks. Excited to be here. So let's uh, jump to start, okay? And we usually start with your real estate journey. So please uh, do tell us about it. Sure. So I started in real estate, got licensed in 2015. I was a teacher and I had two young children. Um, actually, one was just, you know, a baby and a two-year-old. So I left teaching because I really didn't make sense for me to continue paying daycare. And I was driving to another, another state. It just financially didn't make sense for me to keep doing that. So I decided to sell something. I didn't know what to sell. So I figured um, houses were the most expensive thing. And that was literally how I got <laughs> into, into the real estate business, got my license um, in January, 2000 and joined Keller Williams at the time. So that was the company that I found had the most training. They seemed to be more up and coming. And I wanted to, having a teacher and education background, I wanted to go somewhere that also was going to train and, and educate. And I wanted to be successful pretty fast. So I joined a, a new, you know, I joined Keller Williams. I joined a top team in the office six weeks after, after that. And um, my first year I was a buyer's agent and I sold 37 houses. <laughs> So I did pretty well my first year. I stayed on that team for a couple of years. There were some changes. I started doing listings, stuff like that. Um, and then went finally on my own mid-2018. Started to, to start my own team. At that time, when I had gotten into my own team, I had built my business off prospecting for, for sale by owners, expireds, and lead conversion. In the beginning, it was all buyer leads. So I realized that when I went to start my team that I had never done the back end. I had never, mm -hmm. ever done the contract to close part of it. I didn't order title or any of that stuff. So that was kind of a fun awakening then. And I knew I had to hire an assistant right away. So one thing I'll say all the time is that I fully 100% believe in teams, either be on one or starting one. But it's really hard to be a solo agent in this industry there's just too many moving parts. There's too much to do. There's too many different um, personality styles and um, tasks to do that one person wouldn't make, one person couldn't possibly love all of it, in my opinion. So I hired an assistant right away, failed at that a lot, uh, hired and fired about four assistants in a year and a half <laughs> till I finally found the one that's with me now that's been with me for three years, which is, um, she's amazing. I came to EXP and if I'm going too fast or you want to slow me down, let me know. But I uh, kind of get to the point. 
Keep going. Um, keep 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 the momentum going. <laughs> <laughs> so I came to EXP. I decided I was I had become a top producer at KW. Sold about seventy five houses in twenty nineteen. I uh, was struggling with the team building part of it, with keeping an assistant or having the right systems in place, agents adding value to them, and I just felt like I had hit a ceiling. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who to turn to, even though I know I'm nothing against that company. But at the time, I didn't know who to turn to there. And I decided that I wanted to grow. And I, I felt that I needed to do that somewhere else. So I started to really look into EXP. I mean, I looked into it for a year before I made the switch, but I was kind of had my eye on it. And finally, at the, it was the beginning of 2020. And I felt like I was starting over again in my team journey. And I was like, I just, I don't know what I'm going to do differently to make this work this time. And I know that I have to do something differently because what I'm doing isn't working. So in February of 2020, I came to EXP um, and then the world shut down, (laughs) right? (laughs) So as soon as I came over, it felt like I had never worked from home. I always worked from an office. I was always surrounded by people. I always gave back. I was teaching, I'm a very collaborative person. I went to so many events, coaching, all that stuff. So when the world shut down like that, it felt like jail to me. I didn't know what to do. I had a little mini breakdown for the first two weeks. And then I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to work. Right. So I got my broker's license. Um, I started that in April of 2020 because we were locked away anyway, and I could do it through zoom. Mm-hmm. And it, it was short lived that our business didn't slow down. Right. So only it took a little dive for a minute. Then we had to figure out how to do it differently, how to do a clean home initiative, how to do zoom listing appointments, So I kind of feel that I moved over at the perfect time to a cloud-based brokerage because I had to figure out the tech part of it anyway with what was happening in the world. And I'm already pretty much, um, we're pretty innovative on our team anyway. So Zoom listing appointments, clean home initiative, selling homes through virtual tours, all of that. We crushed it in 2020 still, sold around the same amount of houses as 2019. Um, just myself, my assistant. And, um, right before we moved, I'd convinced my husband to leave his job. He's a, uh, has a master's degree in accounting and finance. And I needed someone to run the operation side. What I would finally clicked for me. And I read the book multiple times, rocket fuel, the integrator and the visionary. And I've just read so many books like that. What clicked for me was I wasn't looking for an assistant. I was looking for an integrator. And then it would all come into place. So, and he was my integrator already. I was married to my integrator. So when it finally clicked and he then took the lunge with me because the money was great. I was doing really well. He took the lunge with me, left his lucrative, steady, stable job, but he's an entrepreneurial mindset too. He wasn't happy there. And he became my operations manager, got my broker's license, opened an office. He started helping me build the team. So by the end of 2020, We had figured out the foundation. We had the operations intact, which is what we needed to do before adding any agents. And we knew that. Um, By the end of 2020, then we started building our team. Um, And now our team has seven agents. And then we have five on the operations or admin side. And then we have um, in our group, our total office size is 43 agents. So from three to 43. And um, that's growing a lot now. so that's kind of my story as quickly as I can tell it. And of course, there's a lot of fun <laughs> failures and growth and a lot of things I could go into, but um, that's kind of, that's kind of the story. This year we'll sell about 150 houses, um, which I'll still do my same 70 
you know, 75. And now we have a team who's going to do those buyers because I was, I was 80% listings. So losing a lot of money by not taking on those buyers, but also understanding that that would come later and that I couldn't focus on it because it wasn't, that wasn't the right spot for me in my business. So that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and now, and now, and now here you are uh, doing this podcast. So yeah, it was quite mm -hmm. a, um, a, a good, a good journey. And um, my first question here, Mary, is actually, why did you choose uh, EXP Realty from all the others? So we understood that uh, in Kelly Williams, you, you, you were feeling that you hit, uh, you hit the ceiling, you can be better than you were already. But there's other brokers that out there. Uh, why did you, why did you choose EXP? Um, because I I wanted to grow, so I did meet with other brokerages. I met with all of them actually, and that was my journey really in 2019. While I was building the team and and feeling like I was hitting a ceiling with that, I wasn't. It wasn't just because I was trying and failing and wasn't learning. I was, I was spending a lot of time reading books, listening to podcasts, traveling around the country to find out who was doing it and, and emulating them. So mm -hmm. during that journey, I was really starting to focus on, was I in the right place? Because for my first five years, really, well, at least the first four and a half, I had done everything KW. Everything I did was KW and I had never branched out. So when I started to hit the ceiling, I was like, well, Let me just maybe see if there are people other places doing well. And so that's when I started to really look. And I met with all the other companies and a lot of them wanted to offer me a lot of value. They wanted to give me marketing packages and, and sign-on bonuses and free office space and all this stuff. And EXP wasn't willing to do any of that. But it wasn't about that short money. It was about my growth over time and me controlling it. I think being on teams And, and leaving teams, I, I kind of understood that I needed to either do it on my own, which I knew I wasn't going to do it on my own because I needed to be surrounded by people who had already done it and done it bigger and better than me to grow. I didn't want to go somewhere that I was ever going to feel like they had any sort of control on my business. And by saying that is I was never having my email shut off again. I was never having my marketing shut off again. I was never using a CRM system that was controlled by the company I worked for. None of that was ever going to happen because I knew that if something needed to change, I needed to pick it up and move it. So having said all that, the places that were offering me all those things, I, I, I didn't want that. I really didn't. I wanted to do it on my own. So what was really important to me was coaching, collaboration, and learning from others so that I could do it on my own, not being handed anything. That's not what I wanted. So that's why I chose EXP. And EXP to me was up and coming. When I looked at the model, when I really understood it, it was like, well, how could this not work? Like it just works. It's just the agents and the agents run it. And the agents are the ones who are responsible for bringing people on. And, and I will also say that I really wasn't interested in the revenue share piece at the time. In fact, my, uh, my sponsor is Jay Kinder. I know you had him on the podcast. He's mm. my direct sponsor. I told him at the time, he said to me, started talking to me about the revenue share and, and attracting agents and recruiting. And I was like, listen, I don't care about any of that. I don't have any time for distractions. Tell me how you sold 500 houses a year and I'm in. And he's like, well, I'm going to be financially aligned to you that I will share that with you. And not just me, but we're all going to share it because that's the culture here. 
So that's why I came. And that's why the first year I really didn't bring anyone on. I didn't recruit anybody. I was worried coming to EXP that all the relationships I had built, that people were going to be like, oh, don't invite Mary. She's going to come in here and try and recruit us all. And I was so nervous about that, that in fact, I I did the opposite. I never talked to anyone about my company. I just talked to them about business. Um, And that was the right way to do it anyway. That's still who I am. So I chose EXP, long answer to your short question. I chose EXP because I saw the best growth trajectory for my business and a path to growing a big business. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a big, big business. I didn't want mailers and a free office space. How can I get to the, that level of selling 500, 600, 1,000 homes a year? Who's there? And um, that's why I chose it. And it was the right choice. Yeah. And uh, it, it seems that you're on the right path to, mm-hmm. to achieve that goal. And there is no ceiling stopping you. So there's no ceiling. Go yeah. for it, Mary. <laughs> Thank you. So as uh, so you said, when, you're, when you uh, entered EXP, you were not interested at all in the revenue share model and the agent attraction uh, bit. But as for now, now that, you're, that you have your own team, that you created a team not, not even a year ago, I think, but as for now, what is your focus on? Is more still on production or on uh, agent attraction? So it's both. And so when I say that I wasn't interested in agent attraction, I wasn't interested in it for the fact of building this large organization at the Mm -hmm. time when I didn't understand it. I understand it differently now. And that has changed. But um, also what I loved about it was I could build my team. One of the challenges with building a team is that you build a team, you bring people on, you train them, you coach them, and then they want to go on their own and start their own thing. And you, it's not a win-win. You feel a little bitter about that. And the beauty of the EXP model, which I understood early was, okay, I can bring them on, I can train them and I can coach them. And I believe the whole, um, you know, the whole quote that you train them so well that they can do it on their own, but you treat them so well that they don't want to. Well, some of them are still going to want to. And I want that to be okay. And I don't want to feel resentment. So here I can say to them, listen, I want you to love it here so much that you stay on the Murphy group. If you ever want to go and build your own thing, I want to be your first call. I'll help you. And I can do that here. So now that I have that vision, there is no ceiling for my agents either. And they know that they can come to me and they can leave if they want to. And none of them have yet. It's still pretty new. I'm 100% positive that some of them will because some of them are going to want to build their own thing. So that's one part. So I am focused on building the team. At the same time, I have a lot to give back. I mean, I did a lot of things really fast and made a lot of failures and a lot of changes. And I still travel all around the country learning from the top people. So because of that, I'm able to give that back. And I have so many agents that I can give that back to. So now, and that's my passion anyway. Agents are my passion even more than buyers and sellers, which I don't think I really understood in when I first came over, because I was so production focused. And the reason I was so production focused though, was because I didn't think that I had something to give yet. And now that I'm like, well, now I can do both. So you ask my focus as an agent or production, it's, it's really both. Um, but my main passion is to help other people be productive in this business and live a life where they're not working hundred hours a week and, and broke while they do it, you know, cause that's what a lot of our industry looks like mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to, I don't work evenings and weekends barely at all. And I am doing awesome. Right. So I, I want to be able to teach how to do that. 
Nice. And um, and what I wanted to ask you for that in the the new agents uh, bit is. How do you generate uh, leads for them or, or how do you get agents to, uh, to sign up with the Murphy Group? So to sign up with the Murphy Group, it's all about value. So I think what we, what we want, like I said in the beginning with the solo agent, that there's so many different aspects to our business that you couldn't be good at or love all of it. So I just, I'm looking for people who want to just be in their strength zone and spend 80% of their time just doing what they love so that it doesn't feel like a job for them. So that's really how I attract them. It's, it's, are you someone who loves people, who wants to sell, who wants to be out showing houses, meeting people, doing open houses, then that's what you can do here. And once you do that part of your job, then you don't do it again. You just kind of check in and make sure they're happy and invite them to events. And, you know, you get to still stay that fun agent part of it. And we, we handle the whole operation side. And in fact, now we even handle the part where we convert the leads. So once it's a hot buyer, um, we're mostly doing buyers for our agents now. They're allowed to get listings, but they have to do those on their own. But once it's a hot buyer, they're ready to buy, then you work with them. So I guess what our real value proposition is, is we get to be in your strength zone. And um, that's, you know, that's really, that's, and they want to join for that. And they're, they make great money and they have a really good um, life-work balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I wanted to, with this question, I kind of, a bit of like it's uh, down, down to the dirt answer, you know, like uh, let's get a bit materialistic here and uh, how to generate leads. So you're saying uh, you're using your um, company culture and, and branding uh, to generate the leads and not so much. Uh, the social media part, or it's still it's still important as in terms of web presence, is uh, your website, your social media, or you're just focusing more on uh, who you are and let them and let the butterflies uh, come to the flowers instead of trying to hunt butterflies. So no, we hand out a lot of butterflies, but I don't want that <laughs> to be the only. Um, I don't want that to be the main value that we have. Because mm-hmm. if people join you for leads, then they're going to leave you for leads. It's just, if it's all about money and leads and what I can do for them, I'm not going to attract the people who fit our culture, right? We want to mm-hmm. live big, win together and, you know, change lives. That's our, that's our goal. So that's who I'm looking for now. Yes. There's a lot of leads. I take a ton of listings. They bring leads, open houses, bring leads. We do social media. We have an awesome CRM system. We track our numbers. Um, we're very tech focused. We have great Google presence. We have a, a paid SEO manager who manages all of our Google, Ylopo, follow-up boss. Um, so we have a lot of value on our team. And so I have all that too. It's just not what I lead with because it's not really what I want them to join me for. Mm-hmm. Now, I also do to make sure that they're willing to be organized and follow a system because we are systematized because the client is first and we know that systems are the way to really give the best customer service. So, um, so I think that I answered that question. I'm not sure if I did, but yeah, the leads are there. Yeah. That's it's both. It's both. And we want to teach them how to get their own business at the same time. Yeah. I, I realize uh, that's not exactly the external message you want to put out, but uh, this question was more 
and here on the podcast, we really want to go from the A to the Z, you know, yeah. the, the no to the how. So, so that's why I was trying to get a bit more out of you here. <laughs> yeah. But yes, definitely both. And it has to be both, right? Like yeah. I still believe in the whole old school millionaire real estate agent leads listings and leverage. That's important. Like you have to have leads if you want to make it in this business. There has to be listings. And what I need to, what I think is a misconception is that everyone's always teaching listings, 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 and you can be a buyer's agent. If you love working buyers, that's okay. But someone has to get the listings. That's where the team comes in. So everyone doesn't have to be focused on listings. If you love working buyers and showing houses and the warm feels that you get out of working with a buyer, those are the best buyer's agents. A lot of those buyer's agents don't ever want to do listings. So, but the, the listings have to be there and the leverage has to be there. So, and then why would they want to leave unless they want to build something similar on their own? And some of them will, and a lot of them will stay. And, um, and we'll keep continue bringing agents onto the team um, as we go and adding value. So if we, if we talk about um, uh, your, your uh, listing strategy, because, you know, you know how, how important it is, um, because I went to your website and I saw, and I saw you had a bunch of lists, a bunch of listings. I don't, I don't know if it's correct or not, but it's over 200,000, right? No, no, that's not all mine. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. But it was on your website. So I thought, well, is this all coming from the Murphy Group? That's, that's a lot of listings. But yeah, but can you? But can I want you people us... to think that. <laughs> I thought that. <laughs> yeah. So can can you tell us a bit more uh, about your uh, listing strategy? Sure. So I actually built my listings off of expireds and for sale by owners. That's mm -hmm. how I started to build my business. Um, I didn't understand the marketing piece until later, which I always say I wish that I would have understood how how powerful they are together, and I didn't at first. I do now. Um, But now because I've had so many previous listings and because I built a mainly seller focused business, mm -hmm. I get a lot of referrals, but then I also get a lot of clicks and incoming seller leads based on that through my Google, through other different websites, referral websites, agent referrals. I'm still very big on agent referrals, even from my last company. So about 25% of my business is agent referral. Nice. Um, So that works out in my favor as well. So, and then also I'm really good at converting the listings and I'm very good on the phone. So showing the value, having a plan. And so they'll usually choose me. <laughs> nice. I, li I like, I really like your confidence. No, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and, yet, and yet you were recently featured on the cover of the South Jersey Real, uh, Real Producers magazine with a top producer cover story. And that's why I actually found you and uh, first of all of course uh, congratulations and um and how was the how was the experience was that your first cover story what, uh, that, what made you yes, what made you that get was, that i'm not really um flashy so it's kind <laughs> of like i always feel i guess because i'm so goal oriented that um i always joke with my husband and stuff is that i can never hit a goal because i already increased it before we hit it yeah <laughs> so it's very hard to like um stop and celebrate wins. I had to really learn how to do that. So I would never pay for a magazine. I was never on top agent or any of the ones, because there's a lot of them that you can pay for and they're more um, mm -hmm. vanity pieces. Real producers was pretty exciting because that's not a vanity piece. They actually, you have to interview and they reach out to you first because they've heard your name from somewhere and they interview and choose you. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Um, 
you know, and so I, I did it and it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you seem to have a very uh, local focused strategy being that in the South Jersey, also where the, the magazine's from. So can you let us know a bit more about uh, the markets you operate in and how do you keep yourself uh, top of mind uh, in the neighborhoods and the areas uh, that you're in? So I would say that in the beginning, I didn't. I was, because I was FISBO and expired focused, I sprinkled my business all over three counties because there's mm -hmm. only so many of them. And so I'm still kind of sprinkled over three counties, which is about like maybe a 40 minute radius, but it's a, it's a big radius, right? So yeah. I would always say like, you know, I, I have 15 listings and you wouldn't pass one on the way to the other. And I just, you know, it was so crazy. So now I live in an area that I love, which we moved. Uh, so previously I didn't live where I really wanted to focus. And now we are, we have an office. It's on a main road that gives us brand awareness. My husband yeah. coaches everything. He is a soccer coach for both of my daughters. He'll coach basketball. He coaches everything. His truck is branded. So our <laughs> office is branded. Our signs are at the soccer field. Um, this weekend we're doing a pumpkin patch for our past clients and neighborhood. So, and that's, it's our third annual. So they come to expect it. They come with a petting zoo and pumpkins. We have a charity and a, a big vendor. We do like a little, a fall event, family photos, the photos end up on people's Christmas cards. <laughs> so we do that. Um, and that's at our house. It's in our backyard. We have a big backyard. So we just stay in front of them. And then I do a lot of video now. So I'm always doing social media videos, um, Facebook lives. And a lot of them are more focused towards agents though. So I have to kind of mix in the market reports and the client focused and teach. And I'm also teaching my agents how to do that. My passion is agents. I could sit on this podcast all day and then jump on a podcast talking about team building or jump on a live and talk about team building. Um, but that's really how I'm staying in front of them. And even the, the agent focused lives attract clients because they think you're, if you're teaching it, then you must be an expert at it. So um, that's really how I stay focused. And it's a lot of just posting. And then also with the Google SEO and all of that, um, we're, we're getting a lot of leads that come in that way. So staying top of mind. Yeah, for sure. But when you, when you comes to, to your goals, of course, you want to grow and you might outgrow your location, right? So have you thought about when, when that happens? what will be of that top of mind would be a bit harder to, uh, to reach, right? So the location of my office or? Uh, if, if you want to grow your team, uh, like you might go into different regions in different neighborhoods or you want to stick into those neighborhoods that you are right now. I do not. So with EXP, you know, we have a whole focus. We could go global. So mm -hmm. now that I'm really building the operations and under, understanding how to scale this team, I'm looking for the people like me in other areas that want to do the same thing without failing as much as I did. Yeah. So not necessarily the Murphy group, right? But someone similar like me who would like to build their own brands and partner next to me, I'll give them everything away. So that can either be local or not local. And I have a few people who are coming over that are in another state in PA from me who have similar goals and they're going to have their own brand. So locally, it's the Murphy Group. I don't know if I'll be changing that or if I'll be building the Murphy Group in other areas. It's not on the horizon right now. Maybe I'll find someone who wants to work Florida and wants to use this brand and, and it's not something that I'm close to. 
it's not on my immediate, it's not even on my 10 year goal at, at this point for the Murphy group, but for my, for my revenue share group, for my group, I want to grow that in as many places as I can. Cause the way we build it is completely duplicatable. You could take it and you could be Joe Smith, you know, in Kansas, and you could take what we did and all of our models, all of our systems, checklists, they may change a little bit state to state, but not a, not a ton um, and just duplicate it. So that's, that's the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is to build the, the group, but not the team as much. The team will be big too, but mostly local. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you always have the, the opportunity to franchise it. Let's, let's call it like that. Yes, exactly. So um, with, K, with EXP, though, you just don't have to build it as a team. It can yeah. be. So that's really, I'm looking for other leaders. I don't think you can build, I think where expansion, which I know at my last company, they tried to do expansion. I think where it fails sometimes is in order to really grow, you have to have someone who leads it in other areas as well. The cool thing about EXP though, is we figured out how to do that um, virtually. Like everyone's like, I don't want to be part of a virtual company. I'm like, why? I mean, you and I are having a conversation right now the way we would if we were sitting across the table from each other. It doesn't matter. You know, and where are you? I'll show you. Uh, Portugal. Portugal. Oh, yeah. totally wrong. But still, <laughs> I didn't even uh, know what country you were in. It's on the way. <laughs> it's on the way, but you just have to turn, turn left there before <laughs> Africa. And... And yeah, you just get, maybe you just go to Florida and you see any top agents there with their last name, maybe Murphy, and say, hey, <laughs> do, yeah. you wanna, do you want to expand the brand Murphy Group? <laughs> you already have the brand, the logo. Here you go. That's a good idea. There's a lot of Murphys running around. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> target, target the Murphy, target the Murphys. <laughs> so um, to wrap this up, Mary, a, a question that we ask to every guest um, is a question that no one wants to hear, but everyone needs it. And I think you're going to like it is in what areas do you feel you need to improve and what are you doing about it? So time management is always one, you know, I feel that right now my goals are split between production, building the team. So it's production, um, attraction and retention and those are really three areas that are split. And sometimes my time is really split. Like over the past week, I'm, I'm planning two events for agent attraction and one client event. So I'm always running a million miles an hour. So it's making sure that I'm focused and that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm saying no to the things that aren't going to add to my goals and also empowering the people that I bring with me to do what's, what's on their goal list and what they're doing. So um, it's always time management and then always um, making sure that I'm just empowering our people. That's, I guess that's it. And what am I doing about it? Um, I'm never not learning. So at least once a month this year, I flew somewhere, whether it was an ISA training or um, my coach is John Kitchens. We do a quarterly mastermind with top agents. Every quarter we go there. Um, the Brent Gove build conference I went to went my husband went to an operations conference. I went to an agent attraction conference. I did another eight week course. So I'm never not, I have a one-on-one -on -one coach and then I'm always doing something else around that. Um, but I'm really strategic with what my goals are for each year. Like what are the three things? What are our rocks? Nice. So just the <laughs> improvement is always staying on the rocks. And my husband will ask me like, is like, I want to do something that sounds really fun. And it's like, well, is that, is that taking us 
to one of those racks or can we, can we shelf that? I'm like, I guess we can shelf it, but like, it really sounds fun. So, <laughs> you know, um, so it's, that's really it. It's just making sure I'm staying focused in the right areas. Yeah. But you gotta have fun as well. Don't, mm-hmm. don't forget that. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for sharing, uh, for sharing that Mary and tell us how can our audience reach you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Mary Murphy. Um, you can also text me uh, 609-602-2266, open with everything. And feel free to reach out to me for anything. I'm, a, I'm an open book. I'm happy to share. Um, I had a lot of people share with me. So I feel always fortunate when people ask me to share with them and that I can give some of that back. Great. That's big value right there, Mary. And uh, thanks, for, thanks uh, so much for coming. And, and yeah, I wish you the best. Oh, thank you. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you.